be like, okay, and the award for walking on water goes to Jesus. You know, straight A student, Jesus. Now, how would the other kids handle that? I mean, you know, can't you be more like your brother Jesus? <laughs> I mean, the things that must have took place in that household. And yet Joseph was probably dealing with his own feelings. Surely he believed he saw the angel. So, but how do you raise a perfect child? How do you raise a perfect child? You guys that are parents sitting at you, how do you handle that? And then you have all the others that are jealous. They didn't believe any. They probably heard the rumors. You know, the chaos that must have been in their home. You know, and then at the two years old, the wise men show up. <coughs> and we don't know. I would love to know the conversation at that. But we don't know that. You know, the different things that Mary experienced. You know, and then it's at the part when they're taking Jesus to the temple and Simeon sees the child and God reveals to him that he's the Messiah. And he says to her, a sword will pierce her soul also. And she harbored that. She carried that all his life, wondering and surely at the end knowing exactly what that was going to mean. But being in that family, I even thought about when they lost Jesus, Jesus was back, you know, teaching 12 years old, he's, he's teaching, you know, and they're, they're trying, they realize they're leaving town and they realize, hey, Jesus is missing. Can you imagine that conversation? How could we lose the Son of God? <laughs> we just said. You hear that conversation? Well, let's spread that. I'm not telling God I lost his son. <laughs> Are you crazy? You tell God I lost his son. <laughs> you know, these conversations, I mean, have you ever really thought about how different their life was? Even as he was growing up. I mean, it just wasn't what happened in his birth. It was also raising the Son of God. The pressure. I mean, I can't imagine. But Mary was so unique. And the, and the other thing of, of the, the time the angel appeared and they had to flee because Herod was going to kill the child. Everybody hated Jesus, that was her son. That was Joseph's son. You wouldn't think that would be the life if you got a word that said, from an angel that said, you're going to raise the son of God. It was so different than what she expected. But like I said, a lot of times when God blesses us, right in the middle of our miracle, it doesn't look like we think it's going to look. It may be chaos. My encouragement to you is if you're in the middle of chaos, hold on, you're probably right where God wants you. I'd love to tell you I mean, we want it peaceful. But a lot of times I find out 
Well, they can do chaos on right where God puts me. Right where I'm supposed to be. And everything I can hold on to is the promise that I have from God. When I got my job at AstraZeneca, they didn't want to give me a, a job for two reasons. Number one, they wouldn't get away with this now. Number one was because of my weight. Number two was because my blood pressure was high. Well, my blood pressure was high because I was nervous. I, I don't even have high, high, trouble with high blood pressure today. I never had high blood pressure. But I kept on them because I felt like that's what God spoke to me. I kept on them eventually they hired me. Several years later, some things broke loose at work. And I was very much in danger of losing my job. Very much in danger of losing my job. It was a very, very hard time. And I didn't realize it, but a girl said to me, when everything settled down and I knew I was safe, she said to me, well, you kept saying, God gave you this job. And they were going to take it away from you until God wants you to leave. And I said, I said that. <laughs> I really said that. She said, yeah, you said it a couple times. Because it was the promise. That's what kept Mary going. When the ladies were criticizing her, when the gossip was going around town, thank God they didn't have Facebook. <laughs> she wouldn't have stood a chance. They'd been around the world in one hour. <laughs> But when all that was going on, I'm sure she went back to that presentation. And to that time that the promise was given her. But even so, even so, she had to watch her son die. But what did Mary know? You know, we have that song, Mary, did you know? What did she know? Well, there's something in that Mary and we need support. You cannot be a lone ranger. Whether it's family, whether it's friends, you need people around you through the hard times. You cannot do it by yourself. Yes. God set her up with someone that totally would believe her, totally understand what she was going through, and she goes to her house, and immediately Elizabeth sings a song over her. We know how John leaped in the womb, and, and they have a wonderful time together. And Mary starts to sing a song, and she is refreshed and renewed. And we need that support system. Now, I moved recently, and I, I was just overwhelmed with the amount of people that wanted to help me. Mm. I mean, I had to turn people away. It was, I was just, I was amazed. I mean, usually when you go to move, people don't want to come help you. <laughs> but they were calling me, you know, can I come help? Can I come help? And I'm like, I, no. <laughs> I hated to turn them away. Support system. One thing we do here that I really like, and Bruce, you've heard Bruce talk about it several times. It's called a prayer shield. If you're your master, and just with a move of a hand, 
they would know what to do. They didn't even have to be spoken to, just with the movement of their hand. Makes me want to be a maid servant of the Lord. Where I can just sense which direction he's going in. Sense what he's doing. Be obedient to him. Then she said, let it be according to your will. An attitude of acceptance. I don't know if I've been so accepting being nine months pregnant riding on a donkey. <laughs> or being in a stable giving birth. But she said, let it be according to your will. An attitude of acceptance. Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you want to do in my life. And then she had an attitude of praise in the midst of uncertain certain circumstance. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord, my God. My soul. In the midst of uncertain circumstances. When you don't know what's happening. And you don't know what's God doing. You know, we sang some songs this morning. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. Do you raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery? <laughs> are you praising God when everything's going wrong? When the finances are gone? Kids are getting on your nerves? They're trashing you on Facebook? Still praising the Lord? <laughs> or when you're sick and you don't know why? You don't understand what's happening? Raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I still praise God, although I don't understand. I still praise God, even though I know his promise. I still praise God when things look dark. I still praise God when there's no finances in the account. I still praise God when I'm laying in the hospital bed. I still praise God when I don't know what's going on around me, when things are uncertain. Why? Because somewhere there's a promise. If you need a promise, there's probably in the book. If you've got a promise from God, you just keep on going. Amen. When I went to buy this house, and I I wanted to have, first I was kind of iffy, and every time I went over to see it, I was more like, I just left this house. So, I'm trying to buy a house. Mom and I are both dealing with illnesses, you know, and in the middle of everything, I decided to switch mortgage companies, and I was down at the beach, and I was watching, uh, you heard me tell the story, I was watching Jeopardy, which I never do, Mom and I watch that together, because she was sick at the time, but Mom and I watch that together to see if we can get any right. <laughs> so, we, we, sometimes we do pretty good. Anyway, they came to a Bible question. I love the Bible category. Yeah. They, came, they came to a Bible question. And they said, where in the Bible does it say olive oil and honey instead of milk and honey? And I thought, that can't be right. It always says milk and honey. It's a Japanese question, right? What am I thinking? So <laughs> anyway, they said Deuteronomy chapter 8. So I looked it up. And I start reading it. And it starts talking about, for the land I have given you, we have pomegranates and fig trees and all these different things, and sure enough, olive oil and honey. 
It's talking about a land, though, that's giving to the children of Israel. And I sat there and I read it. I sat back and I went, okay, Lord, you're trying to tell me something. So I read it again. And all of a sudden, off this page jumps these words, big trees. There's property on my, my all my property is big trees. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, big trees. So I thought, like, yes, I've got the promise. <laughs> so I go and I get somebody to start painting. I go to another mortgage company. I even go out and have Home Depot come in and put carpet. But I have to be honest, even though I had to promise. Every once in a while, I would think, Kelly, you are crazy. Anybody that doesn't have a mortgage be doing all this work in a house they do not own. You've got to be out of your mind. I'd be like, no, this is a walk of faith. I'm going to walk this out. God has promised me I'm going to walk this out. And we want to keep on going. But every once in a while, that little thought would come in. You're crazy. You don't even have a mortgage. What are you doing? But of course, we all know what happened in the end. I own property with victories. <laughs> <laughs> Because God is faithful, that's just a small compared to what Mary went through or some of the things we may go through. But when you got the promise, when you know that God has spoken to you, Mary, through her whole life, held on to that promise. Mary actually was the only person that was present at his birth. His youth, his ministry, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. She saw him when he was born, and she saw him go back to heaven. She saw him overcome death. She just didn't witness the death. That would have been an awful thing, but she witnessed him. And because of that, we have our promise of eternal life. So what's your mystery? What's your circumstance? Words are pure chaos today. Can we just adjust our acceptance of the chaos or adjust our praise in the midst of the chaos? Can we take the promise that God has given us? Mary's a fine example. She really, really Gave up any anticipation of what she thought her life was going to look like mm. to do what God had called her to do. Yeah. She gave it all up. I'm sure she had a picture in her mind when she got engaged, as all young girls do, mm. what married life was going to be. Before she even got married, here comes God messing everything up. <laughs> How dare he! <laughs> But I'd rather be in the mystery. I'd rather be in the dark. I'd rather be in the chaos and be with God than to be at ease without Him. Amen. So I, I like have no idea exactly what time it is. Eleven thirty-three.
If you're here and you're going through struggles and you're going through hard times and you don't understand it, can I tell you to be sure and invite God in? Let him in to the chaos. It's the only way to walk through this. It's the only way to walk through life. 